Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode number six of the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today. I appreciate it. Uh, If you haven't listened to this podcast series yet, and this is your first episode, I want to explain real quick what Strength of Body and Mind means to me and what the podcast is all about as a whole. Uh, So really, this is a movement. Okay, this isn't just a podcast where I want to get on here and talk to you guys. This is a movement that I'm trying to create, and that movement is based around an entire belief system that I've come up with. And um, it's it, it. If you really break it down, the bare bones of it is that there is a mind body connection. All right, the mind and body work together. We already know that anyway, but there's a mind body connection that goes way deeper than most people understand. And it's a very understudied and misunderstood topic. And I want to take this opportunity to dive as deep as possible into that because what I've learned over the years is that, especially when it comes to fitness, this is a fitness-oriented podcast series, is that Discipline and habits are great, and yes, you need discipline, and you need habits, and you need to create the right lifestyle in order to get the body that you want and the health goals that you want. That's true, but the problem is building discipline and building habits are so difficult if you don't have the right mindset in place, and a lot of people talk about that too. That's no surprise. That's nothing new, but here's the thing. All of that discipline stuff, all of those habits, creating that lifestyle, all that, it needs a very strong foundation in order to sit upon, right? The reason so many people fail at weight loss and the reason so many people fail at putting on muscle and changing their health habits isn't because they're weak-willed people. It isn't because they don't have work ethic. It's because they don't have the right mindset. And you can't just say, hey, I'm going to change my life today and that's going to be it. It's... You need a, it, It's not even a matter of strong will at this point. It's about creating the mindset. And that is something that takes a certain amount of practice and a certain amount of repetition. You need reps in order to do that. So I've proven this for myself. I've seen other people prove it for themselves, which just made me uh, more of a believer. And I want to spread all of that information and all of that knowledge out to the world because I think there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who struggle with this stuff every single day, and I believe I can help them. So if you are or you know somebody who is interested in and has had trouble with either weight loss or changing their mindset in order to create the discipline and the habits that they want in order to get the physical goals that they want, like losing weight or putting on weight or whatever, something in the gym, uh, running a marathon, whatever it is, Right, turn them on to this podcast because I think I can help them. Okay, so anyway, moving on. Today's episode, episode number six. This is about committing to the process. 
because that's exactly what fitness is, guys. That's exactly what health and nutrition and mindset is, is a process. And if you follow the process and you stick to the process and you stay the course, you get results. And those results turn into confidence, which drive more discipline and habit, which drive more results. Cyclical, over and over and over again. And that's the thing that people don't quite understand. And that's okay. And it's just because it's, it's a lack of reps. It's a lack of experience. It's a lack of exposure. And that's okay. So back to the process and committing to the process. Because again, that's all this is. What would you say and what would you, how would you react if I told you that there's really four simple steps, okay? Now, easy and simple are two different things, but if I told you there were four simple steps to achieving all of that stuff, how do you think you would react to that? Because that's really all it is, okay? And these, this isn't anything revolutionary, okay? But I want to say it out loud. I want to put these steps in front of you or in your ears so that you can actually you know, hear them and digest them and think about them, okay? And the steps are A, eat the right things, B, drink the right things, C, train or exercise or work out, phrase it however you want, and D, sleep. Four things, A plus B plus C plus D equals whatever result you want. Okay, your success, that is your result. Z, your X factor, whatever. A plus B plus C plus D. Okay, you add those up, you get results. And the combination of all those things and the sum, which is the result at the end, that translates directly to a mindset shift. That mindset shift allows you to repeat that formula over and over and over again substituting in certain different uh, components to each item. For example, A, your, your eating of the right things in the beginning might be to target weight loss, like it was for me. And after two years of doing that, your A might become to eat something to improve your muscle mass, increase muscle mass. That's pretty common. Or if you have a health issue of some sort, that eating of the right things might be, um, you know, like, like someone, like my wife, for example, she was diagnosed with celiac disease. And I mean, that's something that's brand new to me. I didn't know a lot about it until this happened. But now that I understand it, what that really means is she has to live a gluten-free diet, uh, a gluten-free lifestyle. She has to eat nothing but gluten-free foods. So no, uh, no wheat flour, no wheat essentially at all, no barley. And there's a few other things sprinkled in there, but those are the two main things that she has to avoid now. So what does that mean? That means no bread. That means no, no pasta. That means no pizza. That means, um, no cookies, like anything that's made with wheat flour, which we've learned is pretty much everything, uh, everything that she had been eating. And, you know what? Uh, that's fine. 
right? That's it. it we've adjusted. We pivoted. We handle it. We're, we're fine. But going back to the formula, A plus B plus C equals plus D, well, now, right, her consumption of the right things means all foods have to be made with a list of ingredients that does not include wheat flour or wheat or barley. Um, and so not only is she focusing on her nutrition goals, but she's focusing on her nutrition goals using food that is very, very specialized for her diet, right? Um, and, you know, that's just one example of many. You could have an allergy here that's developed late in life. You could have an allergy that you've had your whole life that now you have to try and achieve this weight loss goal or this muscle mass increasing goal or whatever it is using foods that work around that allergy. Okay, that's very normal. And it sucks. It's a setback, but it's life, right? Um, and, you know, as the point is, if you stick to the process and, and understand that there's going to be dynamics that change over time, which is okay, if you stick to that process, you'll get results. Now, I talk a lot about, obviously, the mind-body connection. That's the whole point of this podcast. And the mind-body connection is so strong <laughs> that when you achieve these results and you see the mentality shift as a result of that and you start to create uh, confidence and you start to create discipline, you know, that that provides you with the ability to, I guess, map all of your daily actions to that goal. Okay. So now, you know, I say that a lot. I talk about mapping actions. I talk about creating clarity and creating a vision in your mind and then being able to drive to that. But what do I really mean by that? Okay. If you're mapping to your goal, uh, what I mean by that is you are able to tactically set up your daily or weekly uh, or even hourly um, actions to map to that, that get you exactly where you're trying to go. It is that straightforward. So in your head, right, by now, um, if you haven't already, you know, you should be thinking about uh, what exactly you're trying to achieve, right, and picturing that goal in your mind. If that's to lose 50 pounds, then that means identifying in your mind what exactly that looks like. What do you look like minus 50 pounds? What size is your waist? You know, what size clothes are you buying? What do your shoulders look like? What do your arms look like? What, are your, what does your core look like? What does your jawline look like? You know, all these very specific details. Taking a moment to actually visualize these things makes it become rea a reality in your mind. Okay, it makes it become a real tangible thing when you start to visualize it to that detail. And then once you have that, right, and now hopefully you understand the formula, maybe by now you've been going through it, A plus B plus C plus D, the four basic things, um, you know, you've hopefully been able to start creating a, a roadmap that's extremely detailed that gets you to that point. Right, because that's really all it is. It's creating the vision, it's creating the roadmap to the vision, and then it's executing on it by following these four steps. Right, and then it just circles back around again and again and again. Now, I want to talk about these four steps in a little bit more detail. Okay, so 
um, eating the right things, you know, that is, it's, uh, it's a really deep <laughs> topic. It's a really deep, uh, point and it's a really, um, very is a widely varying piece of this whole formula because everybody's goals are a little bit different and everybody's body is a little bit different. Everybody's fitness routine is a little bit different. Some people are a little bit more active in their day job or whatever. Um, but you know, your consumption of the right things is going to probably fall into a category of being, um, within like the confines of a macro profile that you came up with based on your body type. Um, you know, and, and we'll get into that here in the podcast in another episode. Uh, but you could easily just go Google it and check it out and read up on macros and uh, what that really means. And, and even micros, if you're interested in that too. Uh, but the macros are more important if you're trying to target like a major goal, like weight loss or something. Um, but anyway, your consumption of the right things is probably going to fall into either a macro profile or maybe some specific diet that you're trying to stick to. Um, you know, macros is kind of the major governing type of, of thing for us, you know, as, as humans, you know, we have the macronutrients that kind of govern everything, which is carbs, fat, and protein. Uh, chances are what you eat and what you plan to eat and what you structure out your diet to be is going to cater to your macro profile, All right? That's pretty normal. And if everything I'm saying makes absolutely no sense, it's okay. I understand. I've been there once. Essentially what I'm saying is when you start digging into your nutrition and you actually start taking charge, right? If you haven't done this yet before, uh, one of the first thing that's one of the first things you're going to uncover in your research is something called macronutrients and how important macronutrients are. And again, we're going to get into this later, but they're called macros for a reason, right? They're big picture. They're major nutrients that we heat, we need as humans. Again, that's carbs, protein, and fats. And we need them in certain ratios. We need them in certain numbers, depending on our goals. And, uh, it's, it's a little bit misunderstood amongst people who haven't spent time understanding them and researching them. But again, if you do a little research on that, you'll find that the macros are extremely important. Um, and what you eat is probably going to cater to that once you spend some time setting it up. Um, now, part of that, if your goal is weight loss, is going to be uh, eating a reduced calorie diet of some sort, right? Reducing your calories by three to 500 calories or something, depending on what your goal is. Um, and that's normal too, right? So that's pretty common. That's what I did. Uh, my What I learned is that calories is always king. So your net net is always going to be the major factor. If you're trying to lose weight, your net calories for the end of the day and the end of the week is, uh, if it's not lower, if it's not reduced, if it's not below your, your maintenance caloric target, then you're not going to lose weight. And likewise, if it's above, if it's not above your maintenance caloric target, you're not going to gain weight. You know, you might fluctuate a little bit here and there. But I'm talking like actually losing real weight or putting on real weight. And so what you eat, if it's, uh, it should be kind of scientifically put together or logically put together or intelligently put together based on what your caloric target is, whether you're trying to lose weight or gain weight. And 
you know, that's going to be the same thing for drinks. It's going to be the same thing for what you drink. Uh, I'm a huge proponent, like most people, of drinking water almost exclusively. Um, I like black coffee. I, a couple times throughout the week, I will definitely drink a diet Mountain Dew or something like that with, uh, with lunch. Now, I am not, um, I'm not very passionate about having the cleanest diet at all times. Um, you know, eating only whole foods 1000% of the time. And here's why. Okay. Are whole foods good? Yes. Um, and are they good for you? Yeah, definitely. But, uh, there's, there's a, um, there's a quality of life factor that plays a role here too. And I really wasn't going to use this podcast episode to talk about that, but it is critically important. And, you know, since my goal for the longest time was specifically, well, it started off as weight loss and then it started off and then it continued on as kind of maintenance and then it was weight gain and then it was weight loss again. Now it's muscle building and aesthetics. Really the main thing for me is uh, macros and uh, making sure that I'm in a caloric deficit when I'm cutting and I'm in a caloric surplus when I'm bulking and that those calories come from the right sources. Uh, when it comes to clean eating, I eat clean pretty much 100% of the time, more or less, we'll say 95%. Um, but, you know, the, that extra 5% or 3 to 5%, you know, I am a human being, just like you, just like everybody else. And as much as I try to stay clean at all times, um, I know that my personality functions better. My happiness functions better. And my perseverance to keep going and my perseverance and interest and passion to keep developing and growing, um, that is all held together by indulging in human like guilty pleasures or human, uh, human pleasures, right? Things I enjoy and everybody has something. And, you know, I have yet to meet the person that doesn't have one thing in their diet or two things in their diet that they sprinkle in, um, just to keep them sane really more than anything else. I mean, my diet is pretty boring, but I've learned to love it. Okay, but I also, every once in a while, I carve into my macros uh, room for something like a Halo Top ice cream. If you've never heard of it, check it out. Um, I do drink diet soda. Okay, I mean, that doesn't really affect my macros too much. But again, it's diet soda, right? So it's got a bunch of stuff on the back of the label that you can't pronounce. It's got artificial sweetener. A lot of people have mixed feelings on that. That's fine. Um, You know, you're entitled to like or dislike whatever. Um, I don't care. So that's just me. At the same time, I don't really eat refined sugar. Okay. For me, that's kind of like my absolutely not item, right? I do not put that in my body uh, 99% of the time. It's just the way it is. Okay. Um, But anyway, as far as drinking things, I would highly recommend that you do not drink your calories. Okay, if you can just simply stop drinking your calories, you would be amazed how much more food you can eat and actually stay under your caloric maintenance target and even be well within your caloric deficit. 
for example, coffee. I love coffee. I drink my coffee black. Um, most of the time I'll put a Splenda in it, but I drink it black. Okay. I don't put any cream or any syrup or anything in it. I do know people that put cream and sugar in their coffee, right? It's pretty normal. And you would be amazed if you didn't know this already to find out that if you take a medium coffee that has cream and sugar, which could be anywhere from 160 to 200 calories, 220 calories, depending on how much cream and how much sugar, uh, just by taking that stuff out, you knock a medium coffee down to like 10 calories, right? Black coffee has like nothing in it. And because it speeds up your metabolism, because it's caffeine, you are actually losing more calories in the act of drinking that than is actually in the coffee, um, which is pretty awesome, right? It's got like 10 calories in it. <laughs> Just drinking it, you probably burn 50 to 80. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's well worth it, I think. And then, you know, I throw some sweetener in there. It's fine. Um, I've learned to love that too. I actually hate cream now, which is even better. But um, if you can reduce calories to as close to zero as possible in things that you're drinking, right, that right there is going to save you anywhere from like 150 to 500 calories a day, which is absolutely absurd to think about. Um, okay, so that's that's B. All right, and those two are key. I didn't really plan this formula to be like in order of importance or anything, but those two actually are the most important, eating the right things and drinking the right things. Um, what you put in your body is key. That is way more important than anything else. Okay. Now, but what supplements those and what is also, uh, maybe not equally as important, but it's still, still extremely important is the third piece to this, which is training, exercise, working out, whatever you want to call it. Um, I usually just refer to it as training, but, uh, your exercise, your training, that is a huge piece of this too. Okay, whether that's running, you know, cardio, biking, elliptical, whatever, or whether it's weightlifting, um, you know, using machines, using free weights, um, shit, even a Bowflex, right? <laughs> that stuff's, uh, you know, it actually does work if you actually use it. Um, or a combination of all those things, right? Even kettlebells. I talk a lot about resistance bands. I think they're awesome. Um, you know, that's that's a critical piece to this whole thing. Uh, and it goes in addition to eating the right things and drinking the right things. Okay. Um, and then third or fourth is sleep. Okay. D that's the D component sleep. Um, a lot of people don't give enough respect to sleep and the importance of sleep, but it actually is critically important. And when it comes to weight loss and muscle building and things like that, the body does a lot of self healing when it's sleeping. Okay, that doesn't mean sleep 14 hours a day every day, but if you can get seven to eight, you know that's that's a really good target number. Uh, a lot of people, as they you know get over 22, 23, 24, they start working, whatever, they're out of college. Um, you know they're not sleeping as much. They're sleeping six hours, five hours, and I understand because I do that too a lot. Uh, I understand what you know what's life throws at you. You got to deal with it. You may not be able to get as much sleep as you used to. I get it. Uh, especially when you have kids, right? But if you can get that extra two hours in and make it six to seven, seven to eight, instead of four to five, five to six, uh, it actually does make a massive difference. 
Okay, so now that I'm looking at this, uh, these are actually in order of importance. And again, I, I don't think I set it up that way. Uh, maybe subconsciously I did, right? Um, I don't know. But A plus B plus C plus D, guys, right? You follow that process, then you will actually get results. It is that simple. Now, it's not easy. Again, it's not easy. I understand. It's not easy. But it's simple. Eat the right things, A. Drink the right things, B. Train or exercise or work out, C. And then sleep, D. You follow those four things, you will get results. And committing to the process, you know, sticking to the process, following the course, staying the course. The reason that I'm so hard on that is that a lot of people, and myself included to an extent back in the day, I would follow a nutrition plan or a workout plan that I'd set up or heard about or whatever for like four days or eight days or 12 days. Um, I'd even make it a month sometimes, but then I would just completely go off the rails and I don't really know why. For some reason, I could not commit to the process. I couldn't do it. And Again, I, I still don't know why. And when you ask people, they don't really know why. And I, I know the answer now is mindset and it's, it's mentality and it's lack of clarity and it's lack of belief and it's lack of confidence in that vision. Um, I have figured that out, but it's so hard to convey that to somebody that hasn't experienced that and hasn't, doesn't really understand what I'm talking about. Um, you know, but I promise you, if you can stay the course at least for a couple of months, right, which is really not a long time in the grand scheme of things, if you can stay the course, you will actually up-level so fast mentally and you will change the way you think about yourself and think about your actions and think about the way that you attack your goals to, uh, you know, to this new, this new perspective that's going to like almost ensure, almost guarantee your success. Okay. I can't guarantee your success, but I'm essentially saying that it's guaranteed because it is. Um, but you have to commit, you have to commit to the process, right? And you know, there's a lot of very specific little nuanced things that go into creating that, that mapping to your goals that make up that whole process. Right, but once you make that up, once you structureize your diet and you structureize your sleep schedule and you structureize your training schedule and you put that all down on paper and you filter it into your calendar and make sure it fits and that you have all the timing windows worked out. Once you actually follow that process, guys, it's unbelievable what you can achieve. And then when I talk about the cyclical pattern of achieving some result on the physical side and then it directly driving the mental development, mental strength and mindset shift that comes with that, then you just, then you turn into a machine at that point, And you'll know it when it happens. When you turn that page and become that new version of yourself, um, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's like reinventing yourself in a way that you never really actually thoroughly understood. It's, uh, it's awesome. So, and you know, it does take work ethic, obviously 
to follow this process day in and day out to follow this formula. But even the most competitive and aggressive and hardworking and like diligent people, they still have trouble sometimes following this basic four step plan. Um, you know, it's, it's something that you're going to fall off the trail of every now and again, you just kind of put yourself back on, right? And you fall off and you put yourself back on, but fitness and health and nutrition, you know, these things aren't a commodity. Okay. You, you, you are obligated. You should feel obligated to follow this course. You should feel obligated to make this a priority. And then when you fall off the trail to get up and get the fuck back on the trail, okay, you owe it to your family, you owe it to your your pets even, you owe it to yourself, obviously, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your coworkers, your friends, everybody in your life, you owe your diligence to sticking with this and making fitness a priority and making health a priority. Okay, you go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned so that they don't fall out of your head. Okay, you go to your doctor every couple of years and get a physical to make sure you don't have cancer and that you don't die or to make sure your cholesterol is in check. Okay, you take your kids to the doctors so that you know that they're developing right. You do all these things. You have everything structured in a way that you are, you're checking the boxes, okay? You're doing all the right stuff for the most part. But what you're not doing is this very simple daily maintenance thing that will keep you alive longer, keep you healthier, keep you more active, give you the ability to continue moving and being flexible in ways that most people cannot after a certain age. It'll keep your bones healthy. It'll keep your muscles healthy. And if you're a parent, right, you're setting an example to your kids that is essentially unmatched by anything else. Okay. There's a big difference between, um, I'll say a lazy parent or someone that has like a sedentary lifestyle and then a parent that doesn't. And I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. Okay. I'm really not. Uh, but I am saying that if you're a parent like me and you're interested in your kids being active, then the only way to really drive that, unless you get lucky, is to lead by example. Okay. And you lead by example, obviously, by showing, demonstrating day in and day out or week in and week out that you are also active and you also take care of your body and you also eat the right things and you exercise and you sleep enough and you drink the right things and you do all of the right stuff from a parenting standpoint and even a leadership standpoint to other people in your family or friends or whoever that by doing this, you are influencing the circle around you, okay? And you're, you're taking that obligation of fitness and obligation of health and wellness, and you're spreading that like a virus. And, you know, you're, you're, you're making it something that people are just exposed to at all times, which is awesome. Because now they will understand and they will see the importance of this kind of thing. And 
you know, one turns into two, turns into three, turns into four, you know, it's got this cascading effect where you start influencing people. And, you know, we are lucky enough to be humans and lucky enough to hopefully, if you're listening to this and, you know, you don't have a debilitating health issue and you're able to actually go through with this. If you are one of those people that isn't crippled to the point where you, you can still get up and you can still exercise and you can still choose to eat and drink the right things and you can choose to get enough sleep. If you're lucky enough to make all those decisions, then you should feel obligated, right? This should be a priority to you no matter what. Just like going to the dentist is a priority, fitness and health and wellness and taking care of your body should be an absolute priority. It just should. Stick to the process, guys. It won't fail you, I promise. It'll get you exactly where you're trying to go. That's going to do it for today, guys. And listen, if you got any value out of this whatsoever, right? if you now understand what the process is and how to follow it and how to structureize your daily and weekly routines to match it, then please go over to iTunes, leave me a review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend even if you have someone in your life that would also benefit from hearing this content. And I would appreciate it greatly. I love you. Thank you so much. See you in the next episode. Take care.